1: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Saturday, December 12th. Yep, I know I missed some of the episodes this week, but fear not. I am doing it now. Better late than never. I am your host, as always, Javier Reyes of this here podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres. Or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have. And I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show. In today's episode, guys, if we're being honest, you know, not much to talk about. You know, I'm a little bit delayed, but there's not much to talk about. The MLB offseason is just kind of, it's dry. We're heading towards the end of the year. And, you know, it's just very,
0: ho, 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 ho. What? Santa? Ho ho, 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 ho. Young Mr. Reyes, how are you? Oh my gosh, what are you doing here, Santa? What's going on? Whoa, well, you know, I figured I'd stop by. Ho, ho, ho. And I heard that you, of all people, you know, you started hosting this here podcast on the Padres. And they made the playoffs for the first time in nearly 20 years. Well, it was 10 years, but it's basically the best team that they've had in 20 years. But yeah, please compliment to me. I really appreciate it. Ho, 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 ho. Oh Well, I am glad to give it to you. And in fact, I assume that you might have some particular wishes for the off-season and certain things for the Padres that you might want. Ho, 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 ho. Well, yeah, actually, there's a ton of things. I have like, I don't know, like eight things you're saying that you will grant them to me? ho, 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 ho. ho. Why, for the luck that you managed to give the Padres, it's the least I could do.
1: Well, uh, Santa, now that you mention it, that's, that's awesome. I'm super happy to hear that. I have a ton of things. So, do I, I just read them off Do you? got a whole list here. I never thought you would actually show up and this would be real. This is just kind of a, a dream of mine. This is amazing. Ho, 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 let me hear it, son. All right, guys, in that case, you know, with Santa Claus here, here are my top eight things that I am wishing for the most this holiday season for the off season that will happen to the Padres. And hopefully my buddy old here, Santa Claus, can grant them. To start things off, one of the things I am hoping for the most and is on my wish list for this offseason is something that I've actually talked about a lot when it comes to the Padres, but it doesn't actually explicitly have anything to do with the Padres. It's actually a little bit more ostensibly so, a little bit indirectly, all right? And that's about the Los Angeles Dodgers, who just won the World Series, of course, thanks to a whole bunch of depth, a whole bunch of stupidity on the Red Sox behalf trading the Mookie bets and in fairness, just being a really well-run organization. Well, my first item on my wish list is that I'm hoping that the Los Angeles Dodgers do not find a way to get better. Namely, if you guys have been paying attention, one of the the few narratives I feel like in the offseason is the possibility, this rumor popped up, the possibility that the Dodgers may trade for Nolan Arenado. Please, baby, no. No more parties in LA. Please, baby, no more parties in LA. The last thing the Padres need is for this team that is already a juggernaut and is going to be a David Goliath matchup if they do face them in the postseason next year. The last thing they need them to do is improve more. They already, if, you know, you think Justin Turner's a problem? Well, Nolan Arenado, yeah, he was a little bit on the down low this year. He wasn't, you know, it wasn't his best season in a while. Some of the advanced numbers, his hard hit rate was down by a significant margin. But still, that defense is by far the best in the league and might be one of the great defensive third basemen we've ever seen in the history of baseball. The last thing I want is for this guy who's been hungry to be on a team that's competitive to join that very competitive team a la say Justin Verlander many years ago when he joined the Houston Astros and have an ultimate season and just make them that much more untouchable. I am optimistic that the Dodgers won't necessarily be as inclined to be super aggressive this offseason considering they finally captured that World Series title that eluded them for so long but still can't be too careful. So that's what I'm hoping there. Hopefully no major improvements, at least we know what we're dealing with. Please do not, teams, baseball teams, do not make the Dodgers better and do not, please, I mean Colorado, if you're gonna trade Nolan Arenado, at least get a ton back for them and don't do what the Red Sox did with Mookie Betts. The second thing on my wish list is a little bit of a low key one, I must admit, but it's a player that I think is going to add a little bit of depth for the Padres and at a low cost rate and that is Brad Miller. Now, I do admit, I'd probably be wishing for a little bit more from the batting department for the Pirates this offseason if I knew that the National League was going to have the Universal DH again. I would love to add that as part of my Christmas wish list, too. Can I do that Santa by any chance? ho, ho. Oh, I don't see why not. All right, well then, I guess part of this uh, wish list item is that I really hope the Padres keep the DH, but considering that the, the Major League Baseball doesn't seem to be heading that direction, for now, I'm hoping for Brad Miller, who's a really great utility infielder and outfielder. One of the things with the Padres last season is that they really didn't have a lot of depth. They got really lucky that Jake Cronenworth was able to break out, and they were able to move Jerickson Profar to left field, who played a solid, even if unspectacular, left field defensively. But with questions about, say, you know, if Tommy Pham is good and can stay healthy, we don't necessarily know for sure, and Trent Grisham, while I love how he was defensively this year in center field, especially after starting off a little bit rough in some of those early games against the Dodgers this season, I don't want to make it that the entire defensive depth of the Padres in the outfield is all reliant on a guy who basically had his first breakout season in Trent Grisham. So, having a guy like Brad Miller would cost very little and he's a guy who plays good defense everywhere. Say something you don't like happens to Jake Cronenworth. There just needs to be a little bit more depth on a team that admittedly had a lot of guys break out that we didn't necessarily expect a lot from. Eric Hosmer, is he gonna keep that up? Is Eric Hosmer on the tail end of his career where he's gonna start getting hurt all the time? I don't necessarily know. It's a low key kind of sign that I think would help a lot. And you know, just for another one to throw out there, maybe like an Eddie Rosario is another one if you're a little bit more concerned about left field if you're the Padres, which is I think out of all positions probably the ones they should be most uncomfortable with considering that maybe will myers is maybe back i don't know for sure uh but definitely getting another outfielder and i think just some utility depth in the infield is something they would need and i think brad miller is the guy that can really occupy that the most unless of
0: course santa please i would love if you somehow used your magic oh oh can't guarantee that one rob manford is not getting Anything in stuck, stocking except for coal, this year, I can guarantee you that. Well, at least that makes me a
1: little bit happy. Goddamn baseball, why are you not keeping the universal DH? It only makes people happy. Why are we watching guys who are batting 130 every year hitting in the ninth spot? It does not make any sense and baseball continually gets in its way. But alas, final thing I might think for that wishlist item, Brad Miller, I think you would make for a great addition to the team.
0: Ho, 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 really short cut up there, eh it? Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit. You got to get them ads in, Santa. Don't you know that? Come on. Not all of us just have a magic sleigh to ride around the world to give people presents. Ho, 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 Give you that. Now, what's next on your wish list? Well, what's next actually is a really exciting one, right? I, uh, you know, contrary to the Brad Miller thing, this is a guy that a lot of Padres fans are absolutely familiar with, and that's Trevor Rosenthal. The third thing on my wish list for the off season is for the Padres to re-sign Trevor Rosenthal. In nine regular season appearances for the Padres, he struck out 17 guys across 10 innings pitch. Unlike other rentals that the Padres acquired at the trade deadline this year, <coughs> Mitch Moreland, <coughs> Rosenthal maintained his excellence with the with the Padres. That was a little mean from old Mitch Morland Don't be mean now, son. All right, fine, I get it. You know, maybe Mitch Morland was playing over his head, and maybe A.J. Preller did get a little bit too trigger-happy at the deadline, so it's not Mitch Morland's fault. But still, bottom line is that Trevor Rosenthal was such a great addition to the team. His total K per nine for the year was 14.5. It's not like he only did well with the Padres, and he somehow had this kind of crazy, outlandish you know, end of the season for him, he was just really good. After missing a whole year in 2018, he seems to have returned to his form back from when he was with the Cardinals. Like his 2015 form, when he was barely, he was borderline in MVP, actually MVP 17 by voting. He's able to hit 100, the 100 mile an hour mark, he throws fast, he throws hard, and I know that this isn't the type of thing that necessarily we want to associate with what players you should have, but the guy is just so much fun on social media, it seems like he genuinely wants to be with the Padres. Ho 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 wouldn't? Yeah, that's right. I mean, who wouldn't want to be with the Padres? Let's be honest. The thing about the Padres right now is they are one of the up-and-coming teams in all of baseball. They have the most exciting player in Tatiste. And arguably just the best infield, the quarter infield in baseball with the addition of Manny Machado as well. Considered, not addition, but he's been with the team, obviously. But I mean, in terms of him coming back and playing like the usual Manny Machado that we've all grown used to, especially when he was back with Baltimore. And some really exciting players, like Will Myers having a career resurgence. And some great pitching and hopefully Denelson Levet. Hey Santa, can you, as like a minor thing, not part of the wish list? can you like just make sure he's okay? I really hope he's okay. Oh.
0: I thought you said you only had eight things on your list, Mr. Reyes. Well, I mean, I kind of do, but still, I just feel like I might as well try. But anyway, you're right. Back
1: to Trevor Trevor Rosenthal. He just seems so jazzed to be here. And I know that the Padres are already committing a lot to Drew Pomeranz as their closer. But Drew Pomeranz, I don't know if necessarily they need him in that closer role. I think that he's the type of guy that can really pitch a good amount of volume. While Trevor Rosenthal, having two guys in your bullpen that you can really rely on when they're your solid, you know, super surefire relievers is really what I think you need from championship-worthy teams. You don't necessarily need a whole bunch of them. I think that that Royals team, the more we look back at it, was a little bit of an anomaly having like three of the best relievers in all of baseball that one year. I don't necessarily think you want to bank on that, and we saw what happened with Emilio Pagan. But that all being said, if they are able to get him for a decent amount of money, then I would definitely look in that direction. Ho, 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 sounds like good logic to me. Thanks, San. I really appreciate that. For now for my fourth item on my off-season wish list, let's talk about a little bit of an underrated one. If there's anything that Padres fans know is that they got really unlucky in the starting pitching department. Having two guys, I mean, Santa, you couldn't stop this? What did we do to deserve this type of cold-art stocking with Mike Clevenger and Nelson LeMet getting hurt like a week before the postseason? And now all of a sudden, Mike Clevenger is requiring Tommy John surgery so they don't have him next year, and honestly, I'm kind of expecting it like I mentioned before with Nelson LeMet not to be healthy, unless my friends Santa Claus here can help out. So, what do the Padres need? They need starting pitching. But let's just save some of the other big time names for a little bit later in my list. Instead, I want to talk about a low key, kind of under the radar name. And that's Jake Odorizzi. (laughs) I've heard that name before. Yeah, he was actually pretty good back in 2019 with the Minnesota Twins. He was an all-star caliber pitcher for a really great Twins team, striking out 178 guys in 159 innings pitched, which gives him a great, incredible, actually, K nine of 10.1. Honestly, Odorizzi's always been a pretty decent strikeout pitcher, and I'm really willing to bank in that his 2019 is a little bit closer to what we can expect from him, back when he had a 3.51 ERA and a 1.2 whip to go along with that impressive strikeout count. I know that he really wasn't that great this year, but I think he was a little bit injured and just kind of, you know, heading into the season, he wasn't expected to pitch at the beginning. Then he comes back, back gets a little bit roughed up, has a couple of min- like, kind of minor setbacks. I think it was just a lost season for Rizzi. So if you're really looking at trying to get those kind of discounts, if you're trying to buy low, which is something that I think AJ Preller and the Padres in general, if you look at their franchise history, really likes to do. Unlike previous seasons of franchise history, this one really matters. And I don't think that the Padres necessarily want to make their entire hopes for the off season just banking on Trevor Bauer or some big name starting pitcher, especially with someone like Marcus Stroman, who's now off the table as well. Basically, what I'm really stressing for Padres fans is to not put all of your eggs in one basket and look at kind of the more discount bargain, Pitches on the market, and I think Jake Odorizzi is one of those. Ignore this season's stats. I do not think that is the legit him. I think that all the stats measure that he can be a really solid back-of-the-rotation starter, especially while we wait for Luis Patino and Mackenzie Gore to come in more round into more form as they come up from the minor leagues. And hey, who knows? If he can replicate that 2019, hey, we already saw what Zach Davies did, what he was expected to be the -the back-of-the-rotation starter for the
0: Padres this season, and he was awesome. (laughs) Ho, 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 ho. If there's anything I love more than cookies and giving out gifts, it's people who believe in
1: others. <laughs> Thanks, said I really appreciate that. So yeah, guys, number four on my off-season wish list is Jake Odorizzi, and just to recap, the four things that I've discussed so far are, number one, for the Dodgers not to get that much significantly better in the offseason, for them to sign someone like Brad Miller and maybe, hey, maybe even throw an Eddie Rosario in there, but I would really love Brad Miller to add some depth to the Padres lineup, especially considering his positional versatility and low-cost expectancy, and the third thing is re-signing Trevor Rosenthal, who we all just love and seems to really be embracing the San Diego Padres culture, and then Jake Rizzi, as I just mentioned before. Now, for the fifth item on my list, I want to talk about this guy who's super, super, super talked about. I mean, he's arguably the big thing, the biggest thing in all of the offseason so far, and that's. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, hold on just a minute, Sonny. Well, what do you What do you mean,
0: Santa? I thought you said I could, you know, list my eight things that I have in my offseason wish list. ho. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. why yes, but of course. But wouldn't you rather save that for another episode? Oh, yeah. Actually, you're right. I tend to make my episodes a little bit too long. and get more work for myself, don't I, Santa? Oh. <laughs>
1: That's right. Alright, well, yeah, in that case, guys, let's wrap it up for part one of my off-season witch list spectacular with my old buddy Santa Claus joining me. Instead, instead of giving re- more into the list, I want to talk to you guys really quickly. I really recommend everyone checking out the NBA season preview pods that are going around on the Lockdown Podcast Network for Lockdown. Whatever your team is. Maybe it's the Lockdown Clippers, maybe it's Lockdown Lakers, maybe it's not even a some- sub- team in los angeles whatever it is uh go check those out it's really important and i know santa you're a really big fan of uh
0: the nba are you (laughs) yes it's the best thing to watch after a long night of delivering presents on christmas day for me to have some good old nba action as i sit on my couch watching tv and eating cookies
1: yeah i do know you're a big fan of that yeah nba christmas really is awesome let me tell you and kind of low-key is even low-key anymore a lot better than thanksgiving football but anyway, guys, with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, whatever, wherever you get it on. Just search it up in the podcast app, whatever you're using, and I guarantee you'll find it. And while you're at it, if you're on Apple Podcasts, go send me some five-star reviews. I know Santa Claus over here would love to send me some five-star reviews. Ho, ho, course, ho, ho. Yes, I appreciate that, guys, if you would do that. Uh, Go follow the show or myself on tour. That's at L-O underscore Potters or at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful, my fire faithful homies. Take care.